John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. This is Extending the Play. I am your host, Ryan Rothstein. Be sure to follow us on the social media platforms. We all know you're there, so you better be following us. Extending the Play, at Extend the Play. John's on Twitter, at JF McMullen. You can hit the follow button for me, too, at Ryan Rothstein 33 uh, Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. We're also on all of your podcast platforms. So the big ones, Apple, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review there. Spotify and all the others. The list goes on and on and on. So, John, we're recording this on Monday night, August 10th. Um, and we have some news, obviously, from the weekend. It's been a couple days since we last uh, pumped one of these bad boys out. So let's get going, shall we? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it was a surprise because we all kind of thought uh, Vinnie Curry would be back at some point. He is now. It's official. Eagles made it officially official today. News broke, as you mentioned, over the weekend. Uh, I think the stranger thing we'll get into, uh, whether it's in the second show, but Chatavis Brown uh, retiring. So, this has been a theme with the Eagles, uh, Ryan. Over the past couple of years, if you think about it, they try to bring in these cost-effective linebackers. Didn't work with Corey Nelson. Didn't work with LJ Ford. And on and on and on. Jatavis Brown it doesn't even get to a snap. Retires at 26 years old. So kind of tells you they don't put a big emphasis on that particular position, which is <laughs> I can't under I, – I can't – overstate that as much as possible because I mean they have nothing at that position yeah they're um I mean listen they're they're always shorthanded linebacker has been I think it's very fair to say a weakness for the Philadelphia Eagles and like John just mentioned Jatavis Brown abruptly retires at the young age of 26 and that's one of the leading stories and we're going to spend a lot of this episode on the Eagles and their mindset, as John also mentioned, uh, it was official, although we already knew this, uh, official news today that Vinnie Curry is returning. So John writes for phillyvoice.com and Sports Illustrated at si.com. And John's most recent article, as we record this, talks a lot about the Eagles' mindset, as I mentioned, as far as veterans versus getting younger, going into this offseason and the 2020 season. The belief was, and this is from Howie Roseman from the top, the Eagles are getting younger. They're going to try to at least and do a mini rebuild, not a full-blown rebuild, obviously, but COVID-19 happened and you can throw all of your plans straight out the window. So, John, let's let's focus on just that and your article on phillyvoice.com. Yeah, I, I think, as you mentioned, you know, Howie Roseman, and, and you think about how things have changed. I mean, that was the week after uh, the playoff loss to Seattle, and that was pre-pandemic, pre-COVID-19. Uh, and he rightfully stated, look, you know, 
2017 to 2019, he pretty much said we were going for it. Uh, I mean, they won a Super Bowl and they thought they could win another. And they kind of eschewed draft picks. They only had five picks in, in two consecutive years as they kind of peddled them off. And part of that had to do with acquiring Carson Wentz uh, back in the day, but also the fact that they would rather have uh, veteran guys to fill the roster because they thought that championship window was open. And he essentially inferred very heavily that it was closed and they had to go in a different direction. And a lot of that had to do with Carson Wentz's extension kicking in. Uh, the big money deal. You have to build the roster a different way. And, and things went in that direction. They had 10 draft picks um, this year. Um, and obviously the pandemic hit. And if you remember, they essentially said goodbye to Jason Peters at the beginning of free agency. Um, they weren't going to bring back Vinny, Vinny Curry at the beginning of free agency. And those two particular players, I mean, they wanted to continue playing and they wanted to play in Philadelphia. So that helped, uh, Ryan, no question about it, because uh, Vinny being the latest took less money. Jason had other offers, didn't even entertain them. Uh, so both wanted to move forward with the Eagles. They both love the organization, uh, what it's done for them. So that was helpful because you get bargain basement deals. But nonetheless, I mean, there's the other side of it and the fact that you're not getting younger if you bring these guys back. Well, Jason is 38, Penny's 32. Uh, you start talking about Brian and Graham, he's 32. And then you look at the back end of the fact that, okay, Vinny Curry's back. That means Josh Sweat is not going to get as much playing time. That means Jannard Avery, uh, Sharif Miller, uh, Joe Oseman, Casey Tuhill, who's a rookie draft choice. Those guys might not even make the team now. And you look at Matt Pryor, who just talked about that Seattle playoff game. He was forced into action, played pretty well. If the pandemic didn't happen, you had a, a regular offseason, you know, maybe they let him try to replace Brandon Brooks, uh, which was a devastating injury. Um, but clearly there was a shift uh, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. And, you know, Doug Peterson admitted it was going to be a veteran-laden season. He's been true to form. The Eagles obviously think that. And I kind of agree with them. But then the answer is, is this a contender? Uh, is this worth doing? Uh, is it worth kicking the can down the road another 12 months? I don't know. On paper, that's what I said. They're certainly not the Saints or the 49ers on paper. They're not that deep. They're not that talented. But from this organization's perspective, they think you need three things to win. A quarterback, they have that. A defensive line, they have one of the best. And Vinny only adds to that uh, as far as depth goes. An offensive line, which has been one of the best. A lot more question marks this year because you have Andre Dillard trying to play left tackle. He's not proven uh, to a significant degree. And now you have Jason Peters moving to right guard, a position he's never played before, to replace perhaps the best right guard in football uh, in Brandon Brooks. So 
A little bit more question mark there, but certainly from the Eagles' standpoint, they think they still have a good offensive line. And if you have those three things, well, maybe you get into the playoffs and and ball bounces your way and you have another magical run. I think that's the way the Eagles are thinking about this. Yeah, Howie Roseman, like you mentioned, John, stated at the end of the season, it's time to infuse some youth into this locker room. Vinny Curry, Jason Peters returning. The Eagles went out and made an offer, uh, I believe, or at least an attempt, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, at running back Carlos Hyde. So you just threw a lot of question marks, and you tried to answer all of them by saying, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm with you, but if you have to try and answer those questions, John, do you feel like this makes sense for the Philadelphia Eagles? Because you can look at it one of two ways. Let's go and try and steal a Super Bowl this year with all the craziness going on or chalk it up somewhat as a loss and just throw young guys out there. Well, and I think that was the debate going on in the organization's mind, Howie Roseman, his personnel department. They were kind of jockeying back and forth. And, you know, the point I brought up in the column as well is don't underestimate this division and the pandemic on this division because there's been such change. Every single head coach in this division has changed. Uh, Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Uh, Joe Judge with the New York Giants, Ron Rivera with the Washington football team. I got to get used to saying (laughs) that. Um, (laughs) So you have all these head coaches and and let's make no mistake about it. I mean, Judge is is an unknown, so we don't know how that's going to work out, although it's going to be hard for him to do worse than than Pat Shermer. Uh, But there's no question Mike McCarthy's an upgrade in Dallas. There's no question. Ron Rivera's an upgrade for Washington. However, their new coaches going into new environments with no offseason. So I, I think the Eagles have looked at that and said, man, this is, and remember, this is a bad division on top of it. These are three, certain, I shouldn't say three, two rebuilding teams, clearly. And one, Dallas has probably playoff level talent if things go right. Uh, but they've had so many issues because of uh, the ownership structure, the coaching staff in, in, in previous years. Uh, I think the Eagles look at this and say, there's a pre- pretty clear path to the playoffs and to win this division again. And once you do that, once you get in the playoffs, that's where it comes in. Anything can happen. And And you look at last year, Ryan, this team – didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. If they weren't in the worst division in football, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs. But you know what? They got in the playoffs. They won the division because they won the division. They had a home game. And the only reason they lost that game is because Carson Wentz got hurt early. I I mean, there's no question they're going to win that football game if Carson Wentz is healthy. And then you start talking about the divisional round. You're that much closer it's not like you got to rattle off 10 straight games to, to make a playoff run in this league. So I think that's how the Eagles are thinking about it. Yeah, and, and I think both sides of the fence, uh, the Eagles chose this side, which is let's try and go for it. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's wrong. I'm not even going to look back in, with hindsight whatever happens and say it was wrong because that's obviously very easy to do. 
Stability is an advantage. All right. I'm aware of that. Stability at head coach, stability at quarterback. If you have veterans in those important key positions throughout your depth chart, that's an advantage. I'm aware of that. But I've asked you this question in the past, John, and I'll ask you it again. Does the COVID-19 pandemic somewhat level the playing field a little bit? Like you talk about the mess that is the NFC East. Well, all of these teams are limited. All of these teams are going to deal with uncertainty. They're all going through the same things. Does that almost help those coaches at all, or is that just a crazy thought? I don't know if it's crazy. I, I mean, any time you're in uncharted territory, I, I think, you know, crazy things can happen. Nobody's done this. Nobody's gone through this. Everybody's doing it for the first time. And I remember asking Doug Peterson about his plan in the offseason because there were drastic differences. You you take a look at the Saints, who are one of those teams that people consider a, a significant Super Bowl contender on the NFC side. And Sean Payton essentially told his players, all right, go home, stay safe, be healthy. We're not doing any virtual work. Show up in the summer and be ready to go. And Doug used everything at his disposal that the, the Players Association and the NFL gave him, which was not only virtual classroom work, but virtual workouts with the strength and conditioning staff. He used it all. And I, I asked him uh, after uh, essentially the offseason was ending, I asked him how he thought it went and and if he thought this was the best way to go. And he admitted, I, I have no idea. He just, and he mentioned that uncharted territory kind of mentality and basically said, I just wanted to keep the guys busy. And I think that's the best way to go. I, I tend to agree with him. I, I think his, his thought process made sense to me. And I, I think being busy is better than doing nothing. I, I think just in life in general, that's a good life point. Um, but we'll see. Everybody is going about this, as I mentioned, for the first time. And I think it will come down to who handles it the best. And until we see it, it's hard to envision it because we as reporters, we haven't been through it either. So we have no idea who's going to handle this the right way. Yeah, it's it's all unknown, as we always say here on Extending the Play. And be sure to subscribe on YouTube at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B. Uh, subscribe wherever you may be listening on your podcast platform. Follow John at JF McMullen. And be sure to check out John's work at Sports Illustrated at SI.com and Philly Voice. That's phillyvoice.com. You can find links to the articles uh, on John's Twitter page. John, an interesting nugget that you added in to your most recent article on Philly voice is the teams that are in the worst cap shape in 2021. If there's $175 million cap, the Eagles are number two on that list. What does that mean? Well, it, it, it it's not good. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, it, but it's not, you know, a lot of people are going to look at that. A lot of people have already looked at that and, and start thinking about jumping off bridges and, and assuming uh, it's not tenable at all. And remember, 
as you plan for the cap and Howie Roseman often talks about, you're not planning for just one season. You're planning generally in three-year increments and nobody was forecasting a deep drop in the salary cap. It's never happened before. No uncharted again. That's the theme of this episode. So uh, basically everyone was expecting the cap to go up in 2021 as it usually does and now it's going to go back uh, about 20 plus million dollars so the teams that had issues and the eagles are one of them uh, those issues are only magnified but again they plan for this so when you talk about creating space and right off the bat you start talking about well sean jeffrey's probably not going to be here uh deshaun jackson malik jackson those players are not going to be here in 2021, most likely. Uh, that creates a ton of cap space. You have probably the first adjustment to Carson Wentz's deal. You'll probably restructure it, kick the can down the road to create space. And there's a number of other players like that as well. Derek Barnett, probably work out an extension, uh, and you alleviate that fifth-year spike on his rookie contract. So basically, as I explained, and I wrote about this on Sports Illustrated a while ago, maybe you're talking about two decisions uh, you weren't prepared to make from a, a cap standpoint. So again, you'd much rather have $50, $100 million to work with. But I often tell fans that's a catch-22 as well, because if you do have that much money, you know what that means, Ryan? You right. stink. So <laughs> you don't have it's kind of like, do you want to stay? <laughs> uh, you don't want that either. Uh, so it, it does create some issues. And as I said, ultimately, it'll probably be two extra decisions. Howie Roseman wasn't prepared for, which isn't isn't, a, you know, uh, a spot he wants to be in. But it, it's not exactly uh, insurmountable. Let's put it that way. No, and Howie Roseman, you know, love him or hate him. You know, we know the rumors that he's that cap wizard and he always makes these great trades and deals to, to figure things out. And when you think the team's in a bad spot, not so fast. He's able to maneuver his, his way out of it and give himself just enough breathing room, himself being really the whole team. Uh, but we'll wait and see. The, the, uh, the theme of this episode, as John McMullen mentioned, is <laughs> uncertainty uncharted uh, territory here for everyone in the National Football League and all of us and all of you listening. So we're going to keep an eye on this and much more right here on Extending the Play. John, to wrap this episode up, what does all of this mean for the Eagles for this season? And I guess more importantly, moving forward with the reshift in direction of adding more veterans to the roster. Yeah, I, I think it kicks the can down the road another 12 months, and I think you're in the same position. I think whenever this season ends, and hopefully we have a full season, and hopefully we have 16 games, and if the Eagles do make the playoffs, uh, whenever Howie speaks to us after the season in, in January or February, fans <laughs> would hope, um, he will be saying the same thing. <laughs> we got to get younger. Uh, we got to change this philosophy, and then we'll be saying the same things. Well, Jason Peters isn't going to be back. 
Vinny Curry's not going to be back. I just mentioned a lot of other names. Uh, Malik Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, Allshot Jeffrey, players like that you're probably going to be hearing are not going to be back. And you're going to have that same youth discussion, infusion of youth uh, that you're having now. So, And that was pretty much the sentiment behind the Philly Voice piece is the fact that I don't think the Eagles are making these moves if we didn't have the pandemic. So I think the mentality has changed at least slightly. And they said, well, look, these young guys aren't going to be ready. So Vinny knows the defense. Jason Peters knows the offense. As I mentioned, you mentioned they tried to bring in Carlos Hyde. They're going to be relying on veteran players. So you might as well bring them back for one more year and kick that youth movement down the road a little bit. Uh, and I think that's what the Eagles did. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe the COVID-19 pandemic and everything that's happening right now and how it's impacting sports in the National Football League, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. We don't know, and I think it's impossible to, to predict and for us to judge even now or with hindsight down the road that the direction the team has decided to go in this offseason was the wrong direction. Only time will tell, John. Yeah, and, and one other thing before we wrap this up is the practice squad. I should mention that as well, and that's also uh, pandemic-affected. Remember, it was going to expand from 10 to 12, Ryan, uh, because of the new CBA, but now it expands to 16 because of the pandemic. You need more players. You need more bodies in case somebody tests positive. So when I mentioned, for instance, at defensive end, I mentioned all those young players, Jannard Avery, Sharif Miller, um, Casey Tuhill, Joe Osman, in theory, they might not make the team, as I said, but you could put them all on that expanded practice squad and you still have that youth for that year down the road as long as you get those guys through waivers and are able to keep them through the season. Extending the play, powered by Jacob Media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Jacob Media. Sirius XM Radio, Sports Map Radio. Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen and John writes for phillyvoice.com. You can check out his most recent article uh, regarding everything that we just discussed, titled Vinny Carey Signing Reveals More About the Eagles Than You Think. Thank you, everyone, once again for tuning in to another episode. And keep it locked in right here because you can head on over to our next episode, John where we're going to discuss the abrupt retirement of Eagles linebacker uh, Jatavius Brown, excuse me. Yeah, who people evidently think is uh, Jack Ham. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but uh, I mean, as, as a whole, it's an issue only because the Eagles have so little at linebacker, and now they have a little less. A little bit less. Well, let's get into that right here on the next episode. Stay locked in, and thank you once again for listening to Extending the Play.